peace of our Lord be with you. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. Every three years, the lectionary places in the path of the church throughout the world those words from this morning's psalm. And every time they roll back around, they take me back to the cheapest seat in the highest row of the standing room only Macon Coliseum in Macon, Georgia. I'm a 16-year-old boy with big sideburns and a leather jacket. <laughs> standing on the stage is Elvis Presley singing so high you can't get over it, so low you can't get under it, so wide you can't get around it. That is exactly the size this morning's psalm assigns to God. When it says God's love reaches as high as the farthest cloud in the sky, God's judgment reaches as low as the deepest depths of the sea. God's mercy reaches so wide that God saves humans and animals alike. That's the size this morning's psalm assigns to God. And while I cannot speak for you, I can tell you that as someone who has long been picking and choosing his way through the Bible, latching on to the verses which ring most true at the center of my soul, I long ago latched on to those words from today's song as my measure of God. We all do that, by the way, of course, you know. We all pick and choose our way through the Bible, latching onto the verses and voices which on our ears and in our hearts sound most right and ring most true. I know and love many wonderful people who say that, that they do not relate to the Bible in that way, who say that, in fact, they assign equal authority to every word of Scripture. I know many dear and wonderful people 
who speak of the Bible in that way, but I do not personally know anyone who relates to the Bible in that way. Most of the people I know who, who speak of the Bible in that way, who say that they assign equal authority to every word of Scripture, are truly dear and beautiful and wonderful souls. But they continue to lock their doors at night, despite the fact that Matthew 5.39 commands us not to resist an evildoer. They still want to know if people are truly deserving before they help them. Despite the fact that Matthew 5.42 clearly says that we should give to anyone who begs from us. Most of them are not pacifists, despite the fact that Matthew 5.44 says that we are to love our, neighbor, our enemies. And... Uh, most of them are not socialists, despite the fact that 2 Corinthians 8.15 says that those who have much should not have too much, so that those who have little will not have too little. Most of them still wear jewelry and nice clothes and get their hair done on a regular basis, despite the fact that 1 Timothy 2.9 prohibits all the above. And they still like to own the things they like to own despite the fact that Luke 14.33 says that we cannot follow Jesus unless we give up all of our possessions. All of which is fine. I do not mean to suggest that we should not lock our doors or that it is wrong for us to own things. But it is wrong for us to say that we assign equal authority to every word of Scripture while doing those things. I'm simply saying we all need to get honest and be absolutely clear and truthful about the fact that all of us, no matter what church we go to or denomination we belong to, all of us read and relate to the Bible in highly selective ways, latching on to the verses and voices in Scripture which on our ears and in our hearts sound most right and ring most true. And we hope that it is the Holy Spirit. We hope it is the Holy Spirit which is leading us to the verses and voices within the Bible that sound most right and ring most true. Which is how I came to fall so deeply in love with and latch on so tightly to those words in this morning's song which say that the steadfast love of God is as high as the sky. The righteous judgment of God is as deep as the sea. And the saving grace of God is as wide as the world. For me, that's it.
That's it. There is so much evil and wickedness and violence and oppression and injustice in this world that God's judgment has to be as deep as the sea. Otherwise, grace just becomes a license for those who do the worst to get away with the most. This is a serious world filled with serious and dangerous and violent and evil troubles. And grace is not an exercise in pretending that what is wrong is not wrong. So of course God's judgment must be as deep as the sea, so low you can't get it. But because God is God, God's love will have the last word. Beyond judgment, it will be the love of God that ultimately triumphs and prevails over all that is evil and hurtful and wrong. A love so high that it becomes a grace so wide that according to this morning's psalmist, it saves animals and humans alike. Most people don't even know that it's in the Bible. Oh, the judgment of God. So low you, you can't get under it. The love of God. So high you, you just can't get over it. <laughs> the grace of God so wide you can't get around. Oh, my sisters and brothers, once you begin to think of God as being that big, you begin to see the world and look at other people in entirely new ways. There are about five or six Sundays a year, every year, when I so wish that I was one of those walking around preachers Because five or six times a year you just know that a thing is so important that you don't even want this. You just want to come down and say, my sisters and brothers, you begin to look at God in that way and it will transform your life. It has mine. It frightens me sometimes, but you know what I say when it does? I say to Jesus what the wedding coordinator said to the groom. Oh, you have saved the best wine for now. You've saved the best wine for now. This is the deepest and biggest and widest truth. The truth that God is so big and so free that God is not obligated to operate inside the boundaries which my faith has established for God.
God is big and God is free and God does not have to stop where I say stop. And once you begin to look at God that way, you begin to look at the world that way and then you discover that you not only tolerate, but you celebrate the fact that God is not obligated to operate only within the boundaries that we have established for God. God is free to love as high as the sky and judge as deep as the sea and save the whole world, humans and animals alike, with or without our approval. The church of Jesus Christ is the first place in the world you should have heard that because the church of Jesus Christ is the church of Jesus Christ and Jesus is the embodiment and incarnation of God so if God is that big then Jesus is that big and if Jesus is that big then the deeper we go with Jesus and the more closely we follow Jesus the wider we grow in our embrace of the whole wide world that's just following Jesus and the deeper you go the wider you grow because you're going deeper with one who is as wide as the world because the Jesus with whom we're going deeper is the embodiment of God Who is that big? So of course, it is in the church of Jesus Christ where we should first have heard this. And in fact, the church of Jesus Christ is the last place where we are most likely to hear it said that the God Jesus embodies is free to move beyond the boundaries which we have established for God. Across the centuries, we, the church, across the centuries, have built ourselves into a massive and powerful institution, partly by keeping God in a corner so that we can keep a corner on God so that those who want to get to God have to come through us. And needless to say, there is some Bible to back that up. But then, there are those passages, such as this morning's psalm, which say that God's love is as high as the sky, God's judgment is as deep as the sea, and God's grace is as wide as the world. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 10, which says that God's plan all along has been to gather up all things in heaven and on earth and under the earth in Christ. And Colossians 1.20, which says that in Christ, God was reconciling the whole world to God's self. And Revelation 5.13, where John sees that great vision of every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. Humans, animals, everybody, everything 
singing around the throne to God forever and ever. To come to look at God that way is to have the scales fall from your eyes and to begin to live a life which perhaps can only be called a life of expansive piety. Not piety as in buttoned down, buttoned up, self-righteous. No, we need to recover the word piety. It is a glorious and beautiful word. Piety as in devotion and prayer and love for God. Piety as in the vertical part of life. Loving God, following Jesus, walking in the Holy Spirit. Expansive. As in looking at the world the way God looks at the world. Looking at other people the way God looks at other people. So that we celebrate this wide roaming, far-flung, globe-embracing God of ours. Oh, my sisters and brothers, it is a life of expansive piety. And it's a beautiful way to live. Begins when we assign to God the same size that the psalm assigns to God. So high, nobody can get over it. So low, nobody can get under it. And, and so wide, praise God, nobody can get around it. Amen.